Hey, it's a Wiz. Thanks for coming back to a whole new episode of Wizard on Wizard. The only podcast that tells you what it's like to be a wizard. This time, we have an episode. An actual episode. Not like before. Things are really changing around here. We got Stella. She stopped by to plug her new book. Advanced Guide to Beginner's Astrology by Star Mr. Stella. B.F. Sniffs here. And we have that T-Ball Pwn story that we were supposed to have last time. And another thing by Yugo. And it's even brought to you by a sponsor this time. This time it's Putzman's Cough Tea. Is it coffee or is it, is it tea? Do you have to know? Alright, let's just jump in. We'll get talking to Stella. Great, so today we have uh, Star Mistress Stella here. She's the astrologer at the SEG, and she's here because she's got something she wants to tell you about. Hey Stella, how come you're here? I have an announcement to make. I'm going places, doing things, I'm getting it done, and I need to get the message out that. So, uh, August edition of your column, you said that you went to outer space to get your horoscopes, but Gary said you just spent a week at his place taken too many of your psych meds, and you were smoking hookah after hookah catnip. How else do you get to outer space? Yeah, now that you say it, that's a pretty valid point. So, how many of your nine lives have you ended up overdosing? On what? Well, just a grand total of everything, I guess. How many times has it been? Jeez. Twelve. I got pregnant and absorbed a litter of kittens. There were four of them, that's 36 lives. I'm up 24. Whoa. What about the kittens? What happened to them? They were all male. Moving on. You know what, Stella? You seem a little bit more militant than usual. Just because of those new pills you're on? You always hated strong women. I've, I've only met you twice, and we've only known each other a year. It's impossible for you to use the word always around my behavior. I've spent a total of two hours in your presence, and your behavior was consistent over that time. From my perspective, always applies. You simply don't understand time, my dear, dear boy. What is this wild accusation about my being militant that I heard from someone? Yeah, I just said that, like, seconds ago. You don't remember? No, you didn't. Um, Stella, this is a recording session. Everything we say is being recorded. We can just go back and check if you want. Fake. Edited out of context. Except if it makes me look good. Does it make me look good? No, I'm too lazy to edit. Haven't you ever heard this podcast? I never consume male-created content. That's not what your college boyfriend told me. What? I didn't consent to this. This is assault. Check your contract, Stella. Staff members are obligated to appear in the podcast. When we can't find someone more interesting to talk to instead. Why do you have a gun this time? Is this because of your newfound militancy? I'll explain it to you, but only because I'm hungry. The gun makes me feel like I have some power and influence over those around me, it's for my safety. Everyone hates strong women, that's why we have to be so vocal. You mean like scat singing? No, I mean by asserting myself loudly. You asserted yourself all over the chair I set up for you before we started. I had to clean it up. That's why we're running late. That's not assertion, that's a mouse skeleton. You're sexist. I'm not mean, it's just that if you can't handle me in the middle of a fur ball purging, you don't deserve me when I'm purring. Wait, hold on, you purr? 
Often. Especially after I've cost someone on Twitter the career for a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding on your part? Never. They should have known that I would interpret the birthday announcement as ageism. Sexist pig. First of all, I always fancy myself more of a racist. Second, do you ever listen to yourself? Are you mocking me? Because you did that last time and I don't think you really liked what happened, did you? I'll do it again. I probably am. This has all gotten so complicated. Do you mean when you knocked my coffee cup off my desk? Yes. Ruined your day, I hear. Yeah, it was a paper cup. It was empty. You knocked it into the trash can. I was going to give you a treat for it, since you saved me some time, but you just scratched me and ran away. Because you didn't thank me for correcting you. Yeah, this always happens when you and you go stop by. You came by to promote something, right? I have the note you gave me, but it's written in cat. It's just the word meow over and over again with different amounts of E's and O's in them. It's not my fault you are unilingual. I don't know any people that speak cat. Typical lazy white American man. It must be nice being a member of the ruling class, colonizer. The only thing I ever colonized was the mold in my bathroom. So do you want to plug your thing or what? Is it another line of lotions for the fall? Because you did that last time. You have only three jokes and haven't been doing anything for the podcast for months except make it worse. I don't even know why I bother with this outfit. It's the only place desperate enough to hire you? The SEG is a mess. Finally, something we agree on. How dare you patronize me. Pain the ass. That's it, you've gone too far. I didn't even want to go as far as we've already gone, Stella. Pussy. What? I can say it because I am one and I have one. That's like double awesome. It's so awesome to be me. So awesome that you have to overdose 12 times? Yes. Just plug your thing already. No. Have it your way. I always do. No, you don't. You do the opposite of whatever one any, anyone asks of you. It's not being independent. It's like upside down reverse self-imposed slavery. So don't tell us about your new book. No one cares about it anyway. Fine. My new book is called Stella by Starlight, an advanced guide to beginner's astrology. That sounds great. When does it come out? I don't know. I haven't started it. So, you haven't started writing it yet, but you're already promoting it? On Twitter. Hashtag amwriting. Are you planning on starting writing it anytime soon? I'm not finished Instagramming pictures of my writing desk with coffee-stained papers all over it. How's that helping with the writing process? What is it with you and when is this going to be done and why this and that and how come you do this and have you ever done that? What's with all the questions? It's just an interview, Stella. It's... That's how they all work. That's how they work under the patriarchy, you mean? No, I mean, the interviews work the same way, no matter what the prevailing social structure. When you just get back to not telling us about the book. You are such a dick. I'm a little hurt by that, Stella. Double standards are a bastard, aren't they? Most of the double standards I've met were born in wedlock. You know what? Let's just forget it. I don't care about your book anymore. I just want you to leave. Why is patriarchy so concerned with whether something exists or not? My new book exists in my feelings and that's all that matters. Well, I mean, it's not like people can just go out there and buy your feelings. Oh look everyone, a man is telling people what they can and can't do. I haven't even started learning astrology. Anything to say about that, why the ghastly man? Nice pull, Stubb. Thanks, Dot, not that I require your praise. If you haven't studied astrology, then how do you write your monthly column? Star Mr. Stella, master, master of Stars. I read three different astrology sites and steal a sentence from each of the horoscopes every month. I'm not leaving until after dinner now. So you like Chinese food?
Yes, I'm not racist like you. Great. I know a great place. So, that's what happens when you teach cats how to talk. Um, might as well just do the Yugo thing. Here we go. Buckle in your seats, kids. Strap on those helmets, because your soul is about to be violated and improved. Welcome to RDHH Sonic Blast of Wisdom Superior Podcast. Hey, Steve Alpin. I'm here again with the, uh, the Hugo Solve All Your Problems with Five Emails course. Email number two comes after number one. Dear Broken Soul, I am sure that you are still feeling the effects of lesson one. That is good news. My wisdom is sometimes difficult to absorb. Some of you may be experiencing mental or physical discomfort. Do not panic. It's just a side effect of your old opinions being broken down and replaced with my words and wisdom. The internal vibrational rehabbing you are experiencing is the first step towards wholeness. I am glad that you have taken the first step because we are on the second step and performing steps in the wrong order is embarrassing. The path of evolution is paved with enough embarrassment as it is without you clumsily heaping more upon yourself. That being said, let us proceed to lesson two, which antecedes lesson one which you have recently finished reading and absorbing. I will remind you that you are not intended to rush through these lessons, but rather slowly experiencing, slowly experiencing them until all of the droplets of wisdom and insight are lapped up into your mind. We will, of course, be following the same format established in Lesson 1. Without further boohoo, here are Lesson 2's subheadings of wisdom. The first subheading of wisdom your thinking process is producing, no is producing nothing but thought turds. That is right, you've heard me. I am declaring the inside of your head to be full of thoughts that are no different from the second most common end result of the digestive process. Last lesson you learned to pay attention to your thoughts, to stop hitting yourself with unsaid words. If you have been doing your suggested activities, you should have noticed by now that your thoughts are not worth thinking let alone taking seriously. What you think is the end result of how you think. I don't know why it is that this is not obvious to everyone, but truth does not have to be obvious, just true. If what you think is wrong, then that is because how you think is also wrong. You cannot change your thoughts without changing how you think. Suggested activity for this subheading of wisdom Abandon your worldview and thought system and replace them with more viable options. The second subheading of wisdom. Your bedroom and computer desktop are mirrors to your soul. I have a saying that I tell my alchemy students. You did not know that I am a master of internal alchemical transmutation? Well, that is because until now, I did not formally announce my expert status in this field of transformational wisdom. It's something. I have waited until now to do so, but enough of me and my accomplishments, and back to me and my sayings. As I was saying, <coughs> I have a saying which I used to tell only to my alchemy students, but now I will share it with you. That saying is, 
What is within is what is without. That which is above is that which is below. What does this have to do with your bedroom and your computer desktop? Did you not read and comprehend this thing? Did you just read it and forgo comprehending it? Why would you do that? Read the saying again, and this time comprehend it so that you do not interrupt me with inane queries. A person with an erratic and destructive thought pattern will lack the willpower to keep their surroundings orderly. This tendency will logically extend to that same person's computer hygiene habits. How a person treats their personal environment is a perfect mirror from which reflects the state of their mental processes. Jesus, Hugo. Your room is just as cluttered as your mind and soul. They are reflections of each other, as I have said. Honestly, I feel I am beating a dead horse here. Suggested activity for this subheading of wisdom? Clean your room, reformat your hard drive. Wear a special robe while doing so. This will invite the spirit of magic into the process and transform it into a ritual of considerable power. Alright, on to the third subheading of wisdom. Journaling, the power of the written word. Journaling your thoughts is a great way to unclutter one's mind and gain some perspective about one's current situation. However, there is a dark side to this practice that is rarely discussed. You know what I'm talking about. A journal can be used to reinforce negative patterns and lend credence to internal lies, making evolution more instead of less difficult. This is not good. I have developed a way to prevent this from happening to you. If you suspect that your journal by extension of reflection, and yourself, have become, or are becoming more evil, try reading your journal as if it belonged to another person. Be very judgmental. Pull no punches when mocking the person whose words you are reading. Just ask yourself, what kind of person would write such trash and call it personal reflection in the name of self-growth? <laughs> Answer this, and you will know that you are talking the truth about yourself. The shock of seeing yourself as a purveyor of mental and emotional pornography will launch your head out of your soul sphincter with enough force to knock over a large mammal. If you do not, believe me, I suggest you acquire a large mammal and try it out for yourself. There is a group of South American tribesmen who have used this technique to hunt until they became so self-aware that they evolved past the need to eat. Do not worry about that happening to you. You have other evolutionary needs. Suggested activity for this subheading of wisdom. Keep a journal and keep an eye on it to make sure it does not become evil. You must be feeling drained, perhaps a bit sleepy from absorbing all of the life-altering improvement techniques. I believe you would benefit a great deal from taking a short nap before cleansing your bedroom and computer desktop of toxic influence. See you soon, your friend, Hugo. Alright, so we made it through that one. Um, lesson three will be next week. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay. Thanks for tuning in. T-Ball Pen. Doing Hugo's job. Bye. Okay. So, that was, um, that was what that was. So, last time we had this story and it got all lost. So this time we're going to, um, we're just going to not lose it. And it's T-Ball Pen, who's telling you one of his favorite fairy tales. And we're just going to let that happen now. One time, there was a soldier. 
and when he was done fighting the war, like when he finished it up, he was ready to go home. So he starts walking home. And it's a pretty long walk. It's not going to get there in like a day. It's going to take him weeks. But he's up for it. So he's, as he's walking home, he um, meets the devil. And the devil tells him, he's like, hey, look, man, don't ask me why I get off on doing this. But if you cannot take a bath, for, I don't know, seven years? Yeah. Don't take a bath for seven years, and I'll give you all the gold you want until you die. If you do take a bath, I get your soul. So, the soldier thinks it over for a while, and it seems like a pretty good idea. And seven years isn't that long. It's not eight years. So he agrees, and then they part ways, and the soldier continues his way home. And he's at it for a few more weeks. And he finds this guy who's lost in the woods. I mean, like, super lost. Doesn't know anything about where he came from or where he is. And the soldier's like, no problem, man. I'm going to help you out. And that's what he does. He gets the guy back to his house. And the guy is so happy that he's like, listen, man. Thanks for saving me back there and showing me where my house is. I want you to have one of my daughters so you can marry her. Now, the soldier hadn't had a bath in quite some time. It'd been, I don't know, anywhere from weeks to months since he'd met the devil and made that deal. So, he's pretty stinky. A little too stinky to get girls, if you know what I mean. So, the oldest daughter, she comes out, and she sees the guy, and she freaks. There's no way. No way she's marrying this douche. Same thing with the middle daughter. She is like, uh-uh, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag, get me out of here. So the youngest daughter is like, fine. I guess I'll just marry the monster, man. What else am I going to do? Now, the soldier, he's pretty smart. And he knows that girls aren't into stinky dudes. So he tells the guy, he's like, thanks, man. That's cool. But I got some stuff to take care of. I'll be back. And he leaves. He finishes out his bet with the devil. And when that day comes, he gets all cleaned up. He's all smelling like gold. And he goes back to that dude's house. And he's like, hey, I'm all handsome and rich now. I'm ready to marry that daughter. So needless to say, the oldest daughter and the middle daughter, they freak again. Because they're never happy. They can't believe they passed off a chance to marry this rich hunk. Just because they couldn't see past his rough exterior. So anyway, the soldier marries the youngest daughter. And everything seems to be going well. They're having their honeymoon times, and uh, there's a knock on the door. The soldier gets up and he answers it, and it's his old buddy, the devil. And the devil's like, hey man, congratulations on getting married. I just wanted you to know that her two sisters, they hung themselves because they couldn't believe they let a sweet deal go away. I got two souls, man. I was only after your one. And then the devil smiles in a way that only the devil can, and the guy shuts the door. And that's where the story ends, because that's how uh, that's how the story goes. <laughs> so, B.S. Smith's here, and he dropped off a story about um, what happens when you take yourself out to dinner. So, I hope you like it. Two nights ago, I had a delicious dinner. 
It was cooked perfectly. It had mashed potatoes, a half a rack of baby back ribs, a big basket of bread, and a gallon of beer. And I, and I ate it and I loved it. It was so delicious. I didn't even know what to do with myself. And and then right there, I was eating the last rib and I was... And I looked down, I didn't know it was the last one. And I thought I should have eaten this whole thing a little bit slower. So uh, now that the dinner was over and I was saddened by it being gone, I, I had a coffee and a brandy and I, I went home and I laid on the couch and I thought about them ribs and the mashed potatoes and the basket of bread and a gallon of beer. Aiden. And I wished that I could see it one more time. I wish that I took advantage of the dipping sauces that were made available to me, or maybe used some of the bread to make a sandwich. Maybe I shouldn't have eaten it so fast. Maybe I should have chewed it a little bit better than I did. And I fell asleep a very sad man that night, just dreaming about those ribs and wishing for one more chance to have them back, and just so I could see them again. And when I woke up the next morning... I, my stomach hurt, and I took a glorious shit into the toilet bowl. And I did see those ribs again. But I couldn't have them now, not in the current form. They were no good to me. At that moment, it occurred to me that that rib dinner that I had eaten the night before was exactly like love. So if you're in love, people, I want you to chew slowly. Make sure you dip it and everything to your satisfaction, because sooner or later it's going to turn to shit. appreciate the flavor of tea? Are you often confused, not sure which beverage would go best with your day? Now you don't have to choose. You just put them together. Try Putzman's Cough Tea. It's tea with coffee. It's coffee. Made from tea. It's cough tea. Wow. What do you know? That was an episode. I want to thank Stella for stopping by and giving me a hard time. And uh, thank Tiva Pone for stopping by and doing you guys' job again. And um, thank B.S. Smith for realizing that um, we could use some more stuff and coming through. And thanks, um, thanks for Pugman's Cough Tea. I'm going to go have a cup of that and take a nap. We'll see you next month. So long.